0: herald headlines with darren mann
1: lead stories in the herald for today wednesday the 15th of september 2021 from the front page we're going nowhere bayland occupiers vow to fight high court eviction order defiant residents of the bayland informal settlement have vowed to remain on the land they occupy illegally despite an eviction order by the high court in kabeja While the High Court has ordered the sheriff of the court to seek assistance from the police and Metro Police to evict the residents after 14 days and demolish their shacks, the occupiers say they are going nowhere. We're not going anywhere. We will fight this. These are our homes, 65-year-old Hombakazi Befile said. The 14 days lapse on September 30. Also from the front page of the Herald this morning, residents open their hearts and wallets to rabies victim's mom, A grieving mother may not have a photograph of her little boy to remind her of their happy times together, but a group of good Samaritans has made sure he will get the dignified send-off he deserves. In addition, one Quebec resident, so moved by the loss of nine-year-old Ovambuti to canine rabies, has donated a cell phone to his mother so that she can at least capture future memories. Joining us now on Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann is Dr. Lungile Jali.
0: Good morning, Darren. Yes, Uh, I'm Lungile Jali. I'm the the Deputy Director for Veterinary Services in the Western District, which includes uh, Nelson Mandela Bay Metro and Sarah Batman.
1: Tell me, Doctor, um, since the start of, I think it was August, when we uh, first became alerted to the outbreak of rabies amongst animals. Um, until now, the numbers have been climbing. Give us an idea of how serious this rabies outbreak is. If you do have some stats and numbers, uh, those would be great. How bad is this?
0: Yeah, well, rabies is a very serious uh, disease. Uh, normally, this is an acute, uh, progressive, uh, incurable uh, viral disease, which normally affects the brain and, and leads to, to death to, to a person or the animal that's involved. Um uh, We've had quite a number of cases, as you mentioned, uh, from mid-August uh, to date, uh, but the rabies in the Nelson Mandela Bay Metro didn't just start now. We remember earlier in the year, uh, January, we had cases uh, confirmed in Blue Water Bay area, and then that was soon followed up by Amsterdam Hook, where we had uh, horses also showing clinical signs and also one of the horses was tested and confirmed positive for rabies so from from that period then we started showing uh, seeing more cases and then from beginning of august then the cases just uh, numbers just climbed and so far we have had about 68 cases of hot dogs that have been confirmed to be positive uh, uh, at the lab yeah and there's more cases that maybe uh, we're not elaborate, confirmed, but we're showing clinical signs and those may be put down by the uh, SPCA or that's... private. Some of the cases also coming after one animal has been diagnosed in that yard. And then soon later, other dogs in the same yard show clinical signs as well.
1: Figures I have, which are uh, valid until this weekend, past say that the uh, figure of animals um, which have been tested positive with rabies around Nelson Mandela Bay has risen to 74. That includes the two horses tested in Amsterdam, Hook, which you mentioned. It also goes on to say so far more than 8,300 animals have been vaccinated, which I think is is good news. How does the virus spread from the dog to, to humans and to infected animals, doctor?
0: Okay. Normally the rabbit uh, spread, uh, the virus occurs uh, uh, in great numbers in the, in the saliva of a rabbit animal. And a person uh, who gets bitten by a rabbit animal, then through the bite wound, and then the virus gets into the body and is carried up in the nerves uh, to the brain. We then start having a person or the animal that's been affected, showing the signs now to rabbits. And maybe sometimes the animals can transmit it from each other by biting or through fighting uh, cats, normally by scratching. Uh, so that's uh, even contact with the, just the saliva from that infected animal. If you've got an open wound and an the animal is drooling, they tend to drool a lot and uh, come in contact with the saliva. And that can also be the way, easy way of to transmit it to the, to the person or the, or the next animal.
1: Doctor, is there a way for, for pet owners to um, pick up early? What are the early signs that your, your pet may have contracted rabies?
0: Well, rabies, it occurs it in various forms. Uh, you do have the furious form, which is more aggressive, like a mad, mad, uh, mad cow or type of, uh, or mad dog type of uh, symptoms. And then you've got the paralytic form, which is more dumb form, it's not so obvious. And then you've got those uh, cases that you can easily classify as being red or not. They, it's not that obvious, but you get the most common one is your furious form. Uh, normally in dogs, they'll show aggression, uh, they'll be drooling a lot, uh, wobbling, snapping of uh, imaginary objects, and um, get, eventually they get muscle paralysis. And, and then the ad- animal eventually uh, dies. In cats as well, you get the same type of aggression, uh, maybe coordination there might be floating as well, and and maybe abnormal kind of vocalization on the with the cats, similar to the dog, but maybe not as aggressive as the dogs. And they tend dogs also will tend to bite objects or moving objects, and with uh, wild animals it's the opposite. Normally, wild animals are they'll run away, they've got this fear of people. But now when they've got rabies, like things like mangoes, jackals, bed-eared foxes, they become tame. You can literally walk into where there's people without any fear. And those type of animals are dangerous because you may think that it's tame, but in actual fact, it is a rabbit. If it bites you, you get, you can get uh, infected by a rabies. I wanted to say also, you can get it in cattle. We've, we've seen cases where also cattle, uh, uh, goats show also uh, clinical signs, similar to horses, but normally uh, cattle are like dead hosts. they don't normally transmit it to the next uh, cow, uh, compared to dogs. Dogs will, because they bite and they fight, they easily, the ones that the biggest cause of, easy spread from animal to the next animal.
1: What can pet owners, uh, uh, I'll take two. What can pet owners and the public do? To assist in bringing uh, in bringing an end to the outbreak.
0: Well, the uh, the single most useful and the cost-effective measure for rabies prevention and control is vaccination. Uh, uh, it's it's the, it's the best method to actually control the disease, and we encourage people to vaccinate their pets uh, as early as uh, for rabies. We start vaccinating from three months. And then that first injection should be followed up by another injection within this period of uh, one to nine months. And then we do it annually. Uh, Because in our case, uh, rabies is endemic, so we do every year. The state does provide that. It's a free vaccination. So every year we'll go around and vaccinating pets in the various areas. And also people, they must be careful of uh, touching strange, in, uh, injured animals or strange animals that they're not familiar with. And they should be very careful because if they get, special kids uh, would like to caress animals uh, and they should be trying warn them not to touch those kind of animals because they might pose the risk to them and uh, if they get bitten.
1: And, uh... and
0: also we have a dog unit in the Nelson Mandela uh, that's also assisting us. Uh, to, to to collect these uh, stray animals uh, or to for to the, to their pound in, 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 in the their, in the in the in Utenic and it really helped us a lot uh, to 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 bring these cases forward.
1: Just a final question for you, doctor. Um, over and above these plans that the pet owners and public can get involved in, any any other plans the provincial government um, might have in place to curtail and end this outbreak?
0: Well, uh, normally it's time where uh, we've got, uh, Rebis, September being the Rebis uh, awareness month, uh, we do have whole mass uh, vaccinations in, like it's, going, it's ongoing now throughout the province. Uh, Nelson Mandela Bay is not the only area that's affected. We have got other areas like Buffalo City, or Artambo District, Chrisani, Alfonso. So all those districts they are busy with the vaccination campaigns, uh, as we speak, and and uh, uh, maybe holding awareness. So we'll have also awareness uh, days. Some of the districts they'll be having awareness days uh, around the 28th as a World Diabetes Day. So. We're gonna, but for us in Nelson Mandela Bay, we're gonna continue with the uh, massive vaccination campaign. We're mobilizing more teams to come and reinforce our team here, and so within the next week, we'll have more people now assisting us to cover as much of Nelson Mandela Bay as quickly as possible.
1: Fantastic. We are going to be speaking to a representative from the SPCA in just a little while, and she will be telling us where these uh, mobile units will be this coming weekend for uh, rabies inoculation, which uh, is going to be done free of charge. We'd like to thank you for joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann, the DDG, Western Region of the Eastern Cape Province, Dr. Lungile Jali. Have yourself a good day, sir.
2: Each one of us has a story to tell and a story to share. A story that deserves to be heard. A story that inspires, motivates, and gives people a reason to keep going. A story about our triumphs as individuals and as a team. A story about our humble beginnings and what the future holds for us. A story about our heritage and that which brings us together.
1: It is these stories that connect us. The Herald. Whatever you live for, we live to tell that story for you. Joining us now on Behind the Herald headlines with Darren Mann is Deirdre Swift. Deirdre is head of the SPCA in Utenag. They are the official animal pound for Nelson Mandela Bay as well. Needless to say, they're at the forefront of fighting this rabies outbreak the area is currently experiencing. Deirdre, from your point of view, you've seen it all. Give us an, an idea of how serious this rabies outbreak is. Good morning.
3: Morning, everyone. The outbreak has reached actually really huge proportions. Um, I, our first case, our first confirmed case was at the end of July, and from the SPCA's perspective, um, you know, just from our side, we have had 34 positive um, cases, um, which obviously doesn't bode very well. Um, The the outbreak is not um, isolated. It is basically um, very widespread, it is in all areas. It is in um, suburbia, it is in the township areas. It has just got, it got really, really bad. Um, so the only way to prevent this or to stop it basically is, and we appeal, desperately appeal to all pet owners to have the animals inoculated against rabies. There is no treatment for rabies. Once an animal is infected, Sadly, the only outcome then is for the animal to be euthanized. So prevention can only be done through inoculation.
1: Can we ask you about the inoculation? I've heard that um, you've got a few uh, mobile field units that actually physically themselves go out into the community to try and assist with inoculations.
3: Yes, we are currently doing the best we can. Um, Obviously, our resources are very limited. Um, we during the week it is not possible to go out and do the mobile units. So every Wednesday at the actual SPCA, we all, all our all our um, drive all our sort of um, mobile clinics they are all drive by. So the animals are not removed out of the animals; they are inoculated in the vehicles. So every Wednesday between eleven and twelve o'clock at the SPCA, we have a team on site. Um, and they will do these inoculations for all pet owners that can make their way to us. Over weekends, um, we are doing Saturday afternoons and Sunday afternoons, which is obviously after hours for our staff, but everybody is on board and and we are are willing to help. So we appeal to the public to make use of these opportunities. Um, They are in different areas. We have covered um, from our side, we have covered um, about 18 different areas uh, in the Quanabushle area as well as in the towns, um, we've done one in Rosedale, we've also done a few in Motherwell um, the Motherwell um, and the Greenbushes and St Albans we are all being assisted by animal outreach in those areas but every, as I say, every we try and do um, in the afternoons unfortunately this Saturday our team is taking a break but on Sunday afternoon between 1 and 3 o'clock There will be a um, mobile clinic uh, in dispatch. It will be in the large open area, right at the end of the main street where the uh, traffic lights are that go to Azalea Park. So we will be there on Sunday between one and three, and we encourage everybody who can get there, who has not yet had their animals inoculated, to come and have it done. As we've said, it is free of charge the state vets are providing us with the inoculations um we are covering our own fuel costs and um syringes needles things like that so donations would be welcome to help us cover that cost
1: all right so to recap then every wednesday at the sbca in Uteneg inoculations are done animals don't leave the car in that case and then this coming weekend Nothing on Saturday. The team are taking a break. Well deserved. And on Sunday, you're going to be, did you say, in dispatch? That's
3: correct. Yes.
1: From what time until what time?
3: From one o'clock to three o'clock.
1: Okay. And it's absolutely free of charge, although donations most certainly are welcome. Deirdre, good luck with a difficult task. Appreciate you joining us here on Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. Have yourself a great day. Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann continues, and this morning we continue our discussion about the recent outbreak of rabies in our neck of the woods. Now, it's common human reaction, I think, that when you hear there's been a rabies outbreak and it isn't affecting you personally, you think of it in generic and general terms. It's something that's happening out there to other people and it doesn't really affect your lives. Now, the fact is, there's usually a human cost that is paid when something like this happens. And I'm joined now by Herald reporter Simtambile Mgidi, who has been covering just such a story involving a human cost. It is a sad and tragic story. Simtambile, I'm going to leave it to you to tell the listeners. But uh, take us back to the start and just pick out what stood out for you from this story.
2: Well, good morning and good morning to the listeners as well. As you said, I'm Kitty. Um, You know what stuck out for me about this story was um, my editor, weekend editor at the time, Michael Kimberley. Um, he told me about the story on Friday and he said that we needed to get it. You know, it was very important. And I said, okay. Now he said this and we had no leads. We, we just knew it was in Motherwell and we had absolutely no leads to find the family. But for some reason... I just had this feeling that, you know, God was saying, don't worry, I'm going to give you this story. And for some reason, I was very calm. I was calm. And I spoke to one counsellor, spoke to one counsellor, and the counsellor spoke with the family. And I told Mike that uh, you, you, you can relax, you know. God's going to give us the story. And at the right time when we are supposed to go, they will go there. And got the address, got a cell number. Excuse me, I've got a frog in my throat. <clears> throat> Pardon me for that. And we headed out on Saturday with uh, an award winning photographer, Eugene. And we arrived there. And when I arrived there i saw how i was welcomed by about three to four dogs friendly dogs inquisitive from the moment we arrived they were sniffing at least that told me they weren't aggressive and eugene reminded me Mm. don't touch the dogs we don't know if they have rabies or not and from that moment you know uh, that just hit me that on our way there, we saw a lot of stray dogs. Mm. A lot of stray dogs. We saw a lot of kids playing as well. We arrived at the home. There were people who were, who were applying cement to the wall. There were people painting the house inside. We greeted them. We introduced ourselves. And we told them why we came to the home. And they told us this is the mother of, of Owam. And uh, I asked to have an interview with her and she said, uh, okay. And she was a bit hesitant at first because she felt, uh, oh, what What good is this going to do? And I told her that, you know, people might actually read the story and feel that uh, if there's anything where they need to, let's say, lend a helping hand, they would, or it would also just help people to better understand this. Sure. because right now you're talking about rabies that is there and they don't have a vivid image of it and rabies right now was here in your home and it led to the loss of your son. So she she said, okay, we can have that interview. It can help to save us. If, I, lives.
1: if I might just stop and rewind there for some listeners who haven't followed the story, uh, Simtambile and uh, the photographer Eugene went out to Motherwell um, it was about a nine-year-old uh, boy, Uvambuti who died after he contracted rabies. This in 2021. And um, they are now at the home and they're speaking to the mother who obviously is heartbroken. You can pick it up from there.
2: I normally don't like doing stories like this because I have to go there. I can't say what I already know that she's broke. She has to say. So I normally start off by apologizing because understandably so I'm asking you to open up a wound that hasn't even healed, pretty raw, and I'm um, I'm going to ask you questions that will have you needing to go back into that dark place you're trying to not think about or trying to to take out of your mind.
1: Sure, sure. And
2: she uh she started talking and she told me how she only noticed uh on, uh, on a Tuesday that he wasn't okay, around about 8 p.m. And she said it started off with a headache and a temperature. She automatically, like any parent would, would think that it's just a headache, you know. Mm. Gave him uh, uh, pain tablets and the following day woke up looking better. Took him to the clinic as he was supposed to routinely go to the clinic on Wednesday. Came back and at around about 2 a.m., He started feeling weak.
1: Sorry to interrupt. I'm just interested. So he went to the clinic. They didn't pick up any signs. They sent him home.
2: They didn't pick up any signs. And apparently he didn't tell his parent as well that he had allegedly been bitten by a dog a month before. Mm. So he arrived at the clinic and uh, he left, came back. And around about 2 p.m., he was battling to breathe. He felt weak. He didn't want to eat. He didn't want to drink like any parent would. They rushed him off to the clinic, which was the Motherwell uh, Healthcare Center. And there afterwards they were like, this is serious, he needs to go to Duranginza Provincial Hospital. He was sent to Duranginza Provincial Hospital on the same day. And within this, while she's talking, uh, she's drying her eyes because she's crying. She's mm. just her, her tears were on autopilot. And she just couldn't stop crying. I mean, she she would wipe a tear and she couldn't wipe a tear quick enough before another tear formed in her eye. Oh, shame. And I asked that we get her a glass of water because, understandably so, uh, this is this is heartbreaking for any parent. No parent should lose a child. So she then described what happened on Wednesday to the boy, or Owam, and Owam uh then started to behave as if he's insane she said this he started banging himself against the wall banging himself against the glasses at the hospital banging himself on the bed but prior to this i think i should add this as well the doctor pulled her to the side and told her to told her that owam uh, tested positive for canine rabies because they did a full body check Mm. medical check and uh so she didn't even know there was an outbreak because the family in itself, uh, she works as a domestic worker once a week. She doesn't have a TV. She doesn't have a phone. She had no access to information. So she didn't know there was an outbreak of, of rabies. She said this was important as well because she would have told Owam to stay away from dogs because sure. Owam loves dogs. Now she, uh, on yes we were still at the hospital she goes back and all of a sudden wom starts behaving as if she's insane she said this he behaved as if he was insane and from the banging against the wall the glass the bed he then started running he would just spontaneously run spontaneously run and he said he was hot he took off his clothes um asked for the windows for the doors to be open and started running um he didn't want to eat and I'm looking into her eyes as she's saying this, and I can, you can see she's there. She's back in the hospital. You can see in her eyes as she's narrating this, she's confused. And because understandably so, one moment it was a headache and temperature, next moment... Uh, he's behaving as if it's he's insane what is going on he
1: He, he is your nine year old son of course you're going to be exactly. traumatized
2: yeah i mean what's 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 going on here and then straight from that um she said they didn't sleep on Wednesday, and I had to guide her because she was, she was she was just giving headings that this happened next and and this happened next, and I asked her what was going through your mind and your heart, and she said she was heartbroken. You know, it's, it's her child. She, she doesn't know what's going on. She's confused because the last time she checked, this was just a headache. Mm. And there afterwards, uh, she said they didn't sleep on Wednesday. On Thursday, she said that was the first time in the morning that he actually said a sentence that made sense. So on Wednesday, she moved from his sick to my baby boy is gone. This is a shell, but he's not inside. This is not my boy. I don't see my boy and the boy that I'm looking at. And what really broke my heart was when she said, because I asked, were there moments where you would feel while you're saying that he looks insane, were there moments where you actually looked at him and you thought he's back? Because you're describing him as if he was gone. And she was like, there were brief moments. There'd be moments where he'd just run and just stop and say, mom, Please hug me, oh. and she'd hug him, and I thought how terrible this is, because it gives you a glimpse of hope, you know mm. one moment you think your son is gone for a brief moment he's back, and you you have this hope that hopefully he can come back, and then straight after the hug, he runs off and he's gone again you know it's 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 really tormenting on your emotions because you just had a glimpse of hope, and that hope just got taken away again, and you're back in a state where you don't know what's going on and Uh, After this, she said this happened on Thursday, and she said that uh, on Thursday, he actually was willing because she was hopeful after he constructed the sentence. And then he started off again, He started running, doing what he was doing on Wednesday all over again. And then afterwards, she said that uh, he asked for food for the first time and they got him food. He tried to feed her. He, He tried to feed him. Sorry. He ran away and he said he wants to feed himself so he would eat and run away he would eat and run away so that also told me that he was there but he was not there he didn't have control of his body but there were brief moments where he'd be back his consciousness would would come and go based on what she was saying and uh after he ate she said that he started spitting started vomiting and while she was cleaning where he had vomited. Uh, uh, My brain is going through the thought process that she's still thinking, what is going on to my baby? Like any parent would. I mean, I love children. I take after my father, which is one of the reasons why this story hurt me so much. Um, She, While she was cleaning, he said that uh, he wants to sleep. So she said, you can't sleep on the floor um, because you're naked, you know? He wasn't dressed. Uh, so he he got dressed. Now she wasn't specific. He was fully naked. She just said he wasn't dressed. So she dressed him up. She picked him up. And she laid him on the bed. And just after laying him on the, be- on the bed, he started foaming. After foaming, he passed away. Now, Phew. I I don't cry. You know, I don't cry when I do stories. They might traumatize me. I mean, I've, I've had to fight in a story before because I was attacked. I was attacked. I had to, I, I'd been shot at, you know, I, I needed mm. counseling. So, you know, it, I, I faced pretty traumatic experiences within the field of journalism. But this was the first time I cried. And I cried, I didn't cry on, on Saturday because my mindset on Saturday was God has a reason for us to come to this family. I believe this because we had no clue how we we're going to get them. No names, no streets, no nothing. We got them. And the family was willing to talk. And we talked. So that was my my game plan on Saturday. We tell this story because people need to hear this story because it is going to help them. I don't know how it's going to help them, be it information-wise, to be more conscious in terms of uh, rabies mm-hmm. and taking care of the kids. Because there were a lot of kids playing. Keep this in mind. Every time I went to that community, there were kids playing and there were dogs everywhere, you know, and we have an outbreak. This is no different to us saying that we have the COVID-19 pandemic and social distance and follow the regulations. Right now, rabies is a pandemic right now in Nelson Mandela Bay, which means there are regulations that have to be adhered for, for safety's sake. So it's it's quite alarming and concerning to see children out and about, especially in areas where there's stray dogs, when we have rabies which can claim lives in such a painful man.
1: Simtambila, that is what strikes me very much about your story, is the pain and horror that uh, Ovam's mother must have gone through watching him throw himself against tables and chairs, go running away and then eventually ending up foaming and and passing away. And this is something we we wouldn't wish on anyone else so hopefully this information will will assist uh, i know you're following up the story there's the possibility of uh, donations um, being made to cover the cost of a Vans funeral. You can check out more information on heraldlive.co.za. Just in closing, dog bite victims will show neurological signs if infected. According to the Anti-Animal Cruelty League website, rabies symptoms can take several weeks or months to develop depending on the strain and the proximity of the bite to the central nervous system. Symptoms include headache, fever, agitation or confusion and once symptoms manifested death usually occurs within weeks according to the league infected animals usually display behavioral changes one of the more common signs of this disease in animals is aggression Symptombile, mgidi we really appreciate you joining us on behind the herald headlines with darren mann this morning have a good day
0: that was today's edition of behind the herald headlines with darren mann